From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, social media specialist and meteorologist at the Weather Channel, Jen Watson, freelance on-camera meteorologist, speaker, and former meteorologist on the Weather Channel, Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywar Network radio operator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter, Bill Johnson. All right, well, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and now viewing device. This is Stormfront Freaks podcast and Stormfront Freaks raw. I'm Mark Massaro, also known as Maz, filling in for Phil, the filling in person who's named Phil, right? <laughs> who's playing show producer tonight because MJ is gone. Where is MJ, by the way? Where is he? Uh, he's, he's, I don't know, he's at a conference or something. Drinking, drinking conference, right? Anyway, well, thank you all for listening and those of you watching during the live broadcast. Thanks for watching too. This is episode 20. I can't believe the censors haven't pulled us yet, but 20 episodes under our belt. (laughs) Our guest tonight is Tornado Titans co-founder Chris Sanner. And as severe storm season approaches, we'll also be chatting about storm chasing tours and if they should be regulated for safety concerns. And of course, we'll also be giving away all kinds of swag. I think there's a new car in there somewhere, right? Right, Phil? Just saying. Yes. I didn't say how big it was. Hey, let's kind of kick things off. It's happy hour everywhere for Ooh, us because we're all in different yeah. time zones. Yeah. So right now, let's uh, let's find out uh, what's happening and who's drinking what. Phil, you start us off, buddy. Oh, I would be happy to start us off. Uh, by the way, you are doing outstanding, Maz. I think I've lost the job. Expecting a raise. Job. But I there am, hasn't uh, been I'm, one corny pun yet, so it's it's, it's <laughs> early. It's early. So I'm drinking uh, Braxton Brewing Company in Newport, Kentucky, which is right across the river from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and I'm drinking their Storm Golden Cream Ale, nice. uh, actually named after a storm that came through Cincinnati a few years back. Oh wow, that's so nice. cool. Storm. It's Braxton Brewing Company. Storm Golden Cream Ale. That's awesome. So was the storm named Golden Ale? I don't remember that storm. (laughs) No, we actually it's Golden Cream. It's Golden Cream. You forgot the cream in there. (laughs) If you go to our if you go to our website, stormfrontfreaks.com, you can actually we did a special bonus episode on weather themed craft beers. And that was actually highlighted. Uh, on that show was, was one of the beers we talked about and how, because uh, we had one of the brewers talk about how that name came about. Uh, I forget the year. The, the, it was actually remnants of a hurricane that came through, and it was so windy up here. It was uh, on a Sunday during a Bengals Wait, game. that was Ike. Yeah, that was Ike. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kentucky yep. got <laughs> hammered. Kentucky and Ohio, yeah. Mm, yeah. It was a cream ale. I know that. And, and so that's what, because... <laughs> Something about they lost power while they were still doing home brews, and they lost power, and so they just kind of had to go with what they had, and it was really good, and so they said, well, we're going to make this one of our first flagship beers when they started their actual brewery. Oh, that's crazy. That's so cool. That is neat. And when the generator went out, were they using like river water then? or? (laughs) (laughs) It was rainwater from the hurricane. Yeah. And better than the Ohio River. That's oh, sure. oh, no. It's, you can swim no. in it. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't swim in it. All right, I'll go, I'll go next. I'm drinking a red wine, a Zinfandel from Sonoma County. 
It's pinky, Maz. See the pinky. It's it, oh my gosh! I can't stop my pinky now. What the heck? Right, so, there we go. so it's a good wine if you can't stop your pinky. I'm just saying, right? Anyway, it's called crowd pleasing. Look them up. Ah, okay. Anyway, so there you go. All right, Jen, what are you drinking? Oh my gosh, guys! Well, you know I'm quite the alcoholic. Um, we are doing the Sani again. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> the funny thing about that, Chris, is I never drink. Anybody first time listening, I, I I don't drink that much, but I've got a good partner. My trolley um crawlers gummy thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I've, seen pictures, I've seen pictures. I'm just saying. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, so for Jen, we should all say hi, Jen. Right. <laughs> all right. We're not we're not saying. We're just saying. All right, all right Brady. Brady, what do you got? All right. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming back from bronchitis, so I've been feeling kind of iffy. Oh, so I've been gosh. drinking. I'm drinking some Pedialyte tonight. <laughs> great, great. My brother's fiance is actually a sales rep for Pedialyte, so I get a lot of Pedialyte, and also she made me say that I was going to sponsor Pedialyte tonight. So go Pedialyte. It's the oh. best. Hey, you're not the government. Awesome. You can sponsor anything you want. Brady, is that go. called bedhead? Isn't that the name for it? I think. <laughs> oh. Just saying. Again. All right. I'll tell you what. After a fr after a Friday night, you know it. It works. I'll mm -hmm. tell you that it works. <laughs> 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 is amazing. You got that 3 a.m. Saturday morning look going on. It looks you good on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Dina, who always looks awesome, never a bed. I have something that is true. Really special mm -hmm. today. Because I've been on that crazy diet after Christmas and I haven't been drinking. So I have oh. this. It's I have to name it. I'm gonna call it the moonshine punch. Ooh. And it's actually like a version of something I got in a restaurant. And it's with this old smoky moonshine. Do you guys mm. can see that? Yeah. Wow. And it's the one that I had originally was like blackberry, but this is like a punch because I couldn't find the blackberry, but it's it's pretty high proof, so like <laughs> if I start drooling or something, just, you know, ignore me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's really good. It's got a bunch of like fruit juices and soda in it, like club soda, but you stick berries in it and it's it's got a punch. Wow. It's my moonshine punch. Literally. Like yeah. A, a spinoff from your old trash can parties or what? Just saying. Yeah. All right, Kim, what do you got? Well, I'm sticking to my beer and my IPAs. I have today, I have the three taverns out of Atlanta. It's called A Night on Ponds, and Ponds is a famous road in Atlanta. And uh, you find all kinds of people on Ponds, right? So this is really good. And um, I'm going to show you have it right now in my Led Zeppelin pint glass right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, wow. All right, have to do that. And you can see Easy. the color of it. It's very good. And I'm um, really enjoying it. So, yeah, another IPA for me. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. And when mm -hmm. Kim says her beer, she actually owns a brewery. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> if you look at my refrigerator here in the basement, you might think I did own a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hey, we're I was like, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Did she? <laughs> no. I, what? Know, what? Like, I should have been nicer to her. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Jen and Dean, and you guys both know. We, we, we stock it. All right. Hey, rumor has it we got somebody new. Chris, are you with us? And what are you drinking? I, I have no comment on if I'm with you, but I am drinking <laughs> Red Bull, <laughs> Revitalized, Spirit. 
official chase drink of 2017. No, and also, also, I am drinking from a cup with water in it that reminds me of my chase partners, the minions. Nice. Um, they're about as effective. Oh, so, so yeah, we're just making that happen. So. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well done. awesome. How big is that? Nice. Rebel? How many ounces? Uh, it is a 12 ounce because it's been a long day, so I'm drinking especially hard for me right now. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the fastest podcast in the world. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Glad to have you here. We'll get back with you in just a second. Hey, reminder, we are being simulcast and syndicated on Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. For those of you in the middle part of the country, what do we call that? Oh. The the best part of the country or something? Ooh. I don't know what we call it. Hey. Sounds like a vote is coming on that. Hey, currently they are playing previously recorded oh, look shows. At look at Dina. Where? Oh, yeah. the picture. Yeah. This is, oh, this is, this is the live feed hey, right now. Right. Right. Wow. So Just breaking news on the bottom. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> breaking hey. news, I tweeted. <laughs> they are going right. to start final casting our live bi weekly ones beginning February 23rd. And their viewing app is already on iPhone, Android, and Roku, as well as Apple TV. I've not found it on Roku as of yet, but I'm going to look for that, so that'll be good. And uh, also, thank you to Zoom Radar, who has added live streaming of Storm Chasers to our interactive radar located at our stormfrontfreaks.com homepage. Very cool. Make sure you check that out. Bookmark yep. that site. And as the storm season kicks, it's already started kicking in, you guys. It's crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you can be in the middle of the chase. From the comfort of your own home. All right. Ooh, nice. So let's get to the let's get to the real meat and potatoes tonight. Dina, go ahead and uh, introduce our honored guest for tonight. All right. Tonight we welcome our special guest, Chris Sanner. He's the man behind the groundbreaking web series Tornado Titans and the co-founder of TornadoTitans.com. He's been a storm chaser for over a decade. He's an award-winning photographer and filmmaker. He wrote, produced, and directed. The acclaimed documentary, The Bear's Cage, which you can watch on Amazon. And Chris, I haven't watched it yet, but I found it, and it got almost like five out of five stars. So it doesn't nice. sound too shabby. It looks pretty good. So, like, Chris, <laughs> I mean, you're doing all this. Like, I mean, how did you get started in all this? I mean, I know you live in Oklahoma, but was it just <laughs> from growing up there? Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, when I – started uh, being fascinated with weather was when I got to first walk outside and uh, you look up at the clouds and ever since then it's been a love affair. So I, I just, uh, you know, I, I started chasing at 16. The state of Oklahoma made this a gargantuan mistake of giving me a driver's <laughs> license. It's been, it's, been, it's, it's, been, it's been a heck of a ride since then, I'm telling you. But uh, we, it, it's, just been, it's just one of those things I'm sure everybody here can attest. It's just one of those things that is just in you. You're fascinated with it. And uh, I, I could have done meteorology in college, but honestly, I had a different track that I saw that looked better and was filmmaking because I kind of was interested in more than just weather. Uh, but it just so happens I'm doing weather as part of my filmmaking right now. So it's just, <laughs> it's so I guess I got the best of both worlds in that regard. So, so how did you get your training? I mean, how did you learn about weather then? Uh, it, most of it, honestly, has been uh, through osmosis from a lot of really smart people and also reading a ton of scientific papers, reading a lot of textbooks, that wow. sort of thing. You know, I, I, it's, I guess you could say it's all self-taught in that way. 
but it's also at the same time, it's just uh, I've gotten to talk to some really, really smart people. I've got to learn a lot from, especially older chasers too. There's a lot of wisdom in guys who don't have meteorology degrees, but who have chased storms for you know two, three decades. Uh, yeah. It's just invaluable information. That's so, true. So, oh, go ahead, man. I was going to say, if you were in Tennessee, we would know how many Titans there were, but you're yeah. in Oklahoma, so how many Titans are there? <laughs> uh, there are a there are officially six of us, so we can just barely fill out a six-man football team or a basketball team, but <laughs> we storm chase. So luckily for us, we don't have to worry about that. That's pretty awesome. So how has storm chasing changed since you started when you were 16 to now? Good question. Oh, that is a great question. It's really grown up a lot in terms of the technology available. When, you, when I first started in 2003, uh, you saw and... Uh, you just, uh, when I started, I used a cell phone. I had paper Wren McNally maps and I had a weather radio and mm -hmm. I chased like that until 2009, actually. So wow. I, I wow. chased old school for six years. So I, I have that old school mentality to chasing. Luckily, I, I say luckily, cause I really believe it's invaluable to, there, there are moments when I'm chasing now where I realize I haven't looked at my phone in two hours. What's this storm doing? You know, what, what what's going on around us? This storm, I know what this storm's doing, but what's going on around us? Are there other storms? I've caught myself having that problem of, oh, there's a better storm to our south. We've been so wrapped up in this one. I didn't even realize. So it's fun to have newer chasers along with you because they're always wrapped up in their phones, which there's nothing wrong with that because the more data you have, the better decisions you can make. But they'll say, hey, hey, you should look at the storms of the south. I'm like, oh, yeah, we should we should definitely think about going there. But this one's really pretty and it's hard to leave it. And yeah, I'm old school on that one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I know old school, though, because when <laughs> I went and did it back in the 80s, we literally looked uh -oh. outside and went, okay, now which one do we think might have a tornado with it? And then we would chase. <laughs> so it's kind of what it really has. I think today it's almost like if you don't see one when you're out there, with all the, you know, the technology that we have, you got to wonder you know, why, I guess. Yeah. I uh, I, yeah. yeah. Initially, you know, the success rates, 20, 25% was a uh, tornado hit back in 2003. And that's if you were really good. Uh, now, if you're like not even trying, if you see a tornado 40 <laughs> or 50% of the time, I mean, that's probably about average. Yeah, and well. it depends, you know, it depends on how much you chase. Like me now doing TV, I see my success rate's gone down because I'm chasing a lot more days. I would have never chased a million years before that are going to be mm -hmm. just large hell days or wind days that the station wants a live shot of. And, you know, you, you're going to be out there. It's what it's what I'm being paid to do. So, uh, but, but you see that. Uh, you see the success rate has gone up. Uh, used to be, you know, your first two or three years of chasing. You started out, and I mean, if you saw a tornado those first two or three years, you were a blessed person. Uh, <laughs> now, 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 you know, if yeah, I mean, now if you don't see a tornado the first two or three chases, you're probably cursing the ground, wondering what you've yeah. done wrong. I mean, it, that's yeah. that's how it's changed. That's yeah. true. So, so Chris, you, going go, talking about that, it, you know, when all these chasers go out, is there like a competition between you guys? Is there, cause I know, you know, some people are doing it for fun, but some people are doing it for, you know, money and they want to get the better shot. Talk about what is that like? You know, is there, is there, you know, some crazy personalities or is there, you know, mm -hmm. some ferocious competition or what, you know? Oh, let's talk about those personalities in the chase. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. uh, uh, I'm sure some people have some colorful things to say about me too. So let's just make that clear. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways, yeah, you know, the big thing is there's a lot of competition. A lot of guys are, because the freelance breaking news video market's obviously very competitive. There's only yeah. so many seconds an ABC or CBS is going to fill in a national news 
show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to be first to get that in. I am not a part of that anymore working in local TV, which I kind of consider as a, a good thing. Uh, but, but at the same time, there's a lot of competition, like the Oklahoma city weather market, just this ridiculous reality TV show thing. I mean, it's over the top in a lot of ways, but it's a lot of fun to be a part of. There's a lot of competition between stations there. And, and a lot of people do take themselves way too seriously. I used to back, you know, like five, six, seven, eight years ago, something like that back in the early part of this decade, took myself a little too seriously, but now it's just, we're going out and we're chasing water vapor. I mean, we're, we're, we're some of us are doing a fun, are doing us um, an important job of informing, but some of us are just going out there taking beautiful photos and sharing our art and hopefully raising awareness that way. So some people take themselves way too seriously. And honestly, uh, that's no way to live. <laughs> no, this this is way too much fun to, to just be so uptight and worried about those things anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I used to get really worked up about missing a tornado and someone else seeing it. Now it's just like, I think after you miss enough days though, cause you're gonna miss <laughs> even still today. You're just like, ah, whatever, you know. <laughs> I know that feeling, that one's- Life goes on. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, did you ever have one of those moments that was like the really scary close calls? Uh, I, April 14th, 2011 was the only time I can say that I had a, a call that I was like, man, we, we might be in trouble here. That was a, a big moderate risk day in Eastern Oklahoma. Uh, we were in Southeast Oklahoma and to understand that, you know, we're used to chasing the plains, which is flat, few trees. Southeast Oklahoma is the exact opposite. Contrary to popular belief, Oklahoma has very tall hills, pine forest, et cetera. And that's where we were. And so we we're on top of a small little like knoll, I guess I would say a knoll. And you can just barely see over the treetops and you can see this wedge. And I'm like, there's the wedge, we're going to get it. And, <laughs> and, and you know, not, I, I'm pretty gung-ho. We had just started filming season two. So I'm just, this is our first big day. I'm like, we're getting the shot. And so we <laughs> end up in this town called Tushka, Oklahoma. We, we're driving through trees. You can't see the tornado, but you can tell, you know, where the RFD cut and such is. So you know precise, almost where it's at. But we turn the corner and we get through this grove of trees and get in this opening. And there's the wedge, you know, a mile mm. away from us. And I'm like, well, this is fun. Uh, oh, no. and we I can't even imagine. And we filmed for about 30 seconds because it, we were in a good <laughs> enough position where it wasn't that big. I mean, I don't think we were in too big of danger at the time. Uh, I didn't at the time. And then yeah. we, and then I'm like, well, we need to get out of here. So we start bailing out. And first off, there's people like driving down the road at 20. I guess they were obeying the school zone sign. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, Which but, they never anyway. do usually. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sitting there like, I don't know what's going on. I said, get around this guy, just go. Cause I wasn't actually driving. And then we finally ended up getting to the highway and bailing south, which the general rule of thumb, I usually never break, but I did on this day is never get to the left of a tornado's path. We were to the left of its path. And so we had to drive back through the path to get out. And we ended up in uh, inflow winds, which were 80 to 100 miles per hour. There were tree branches oh, and wow. rocks. I mean, it was it, power lines were coming down, trucks were coming down around us. It was uh, that was a little bit scary. That's one of those where that really reinforced the we probably need to keep a check on this stuff. There's a lot of situations you can get close to tornadoes relatively safely. Actually, there's a lot of situations where I have zero problem with getting close. But that was one of those situations where a lot of really bad decisions happen that day that have not been repeated and probably will yeah. never be repeated. Oh, just just too wow. gung-ho that day. And the, uh, the left side of the tornado, that's the liberal side, right? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it, there it, we it, go. It, 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 it we're safer, on a roll today. Safer on the conservative side. I'm just saying. I just to <laughs> Hey, Chris, I've got a question from one of our uh, viewers, Zach. He <laughs> wants to know how long you might actually chase one storm. 
Okay, that's a really good question. So there, the my record, I'm trying to think. It blew up at like two o'clock in Western Oklahoma, and we bailed off of that same storm at one a.m. So that was what eleven hours. Wow. So on the wow. same night, and that, that was on May 29, two thousand four. It was a high risk day. I was on the least productive storm of the day, but still probably the most impressive supercell totally. So it was a very impressive storm. That's my second year chasing too. You can imagine how my mom felt getting home at 3 a.m. as a 17 year old. But yeah. Oh my gosh. My mom would kill me, man. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Actually, I got a funny I, I got a really funny story about my first year of chasing with my mom. This is absolutely hilarious. I think I think you guys will think this is hilarious. I, and, I am not, and we're out of time. I, I, I'm just I, I, I am not supposed to leave the county my first year of chasing. You know, I, I, I that's my that's the rule. You can't leave the county. Well, uh, there's this little setup on May 8, 2003. A little tornado, EF4 or F4. I think it might have been. Yeah, it was F4 at the time. Uh, goes through North Oklahoma, and, and you know, I, oh, my, my mom calls me up and, and she's like, Christopher, where are you at? And of course, I'm like, well, I'm sitting down here just north of Duncan, Mom. I'm just a few miles from the house. We're waiting on storms to go up. Nothing's happened yet. You know, basically giving a weather report. He says, oh, really? And when your mom says that, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know something. And she's like, yeah, well, yeah. why Something's am I? Coming. Why am I looking at you on the TV in Moore, Oklahoma right now? I turn <laughs> oh, to my no. left. I kid you not. I am in a live shot that my mom is looking at. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and that is the story of the Hide end the beer of my first storm season. Oh, my God. <laughs> what about the May oh of 2013? How? What about that month? That must have been a pretty crazy month for you guys in Oklahoma, uh, May yeah. 2013. Yeah. Uh, you know, the forgotten day of that, uh, that whole sequence is May 19, 2013 where we had a violent tornado go through Shawnee, Bethel, or Bethel Acres, Oklahoma. But you had a big wedge go through Kearney, which I still to this day consider the most powerful tornado I've ever seen. It just really? didn't hit anything. And, and before that, we had a tornado in Edmond. Then there was the Shawnee storm. There were just, I think there were nine total tornadoes. That was like the one day I feel like we were at the top of our game because there were nine tornadoes in Oklahoma and we saw all nine of them. I don't know oh, how we did gosh. it. I don't know how we did that, yeah. but they came, they came from two yeah. storms. In it. A lot of Red Bull. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Red Bull. Right. It gave yes. us a red bull that day. Uh, but uh, we we did that. Uh, then May twentieth, I actually chased south uh, south that day. We saw a tornado near Duncan because my family is from that area, and it looked like the ingredients were there. And I didn't want to chase the metro. And then from there, there were just all those days just lined up. Uh, we yeah, had several crazy. chase days where I just chased not even Oklahoma, just the whole plains. It was mm -hmm. like ten days straight. And then it culminated with May 30th, which was a big supercell day across central Oklahoma. Then the 31st, which was the El Reno day, which, you know, honestly, the El Reno storm chase is one of those where I look back and I I remember at the end of that chase day going, man, this was a crappy day. I, I just remember thinking that because it was this big HP storm. We saw this multi-vortex get wrapped in rain from our position. I was just like, this day, I mean, we were supposed to have storms form on the dry line. We were going to Bell South, and this was just an HP mess. This this day stunk as a storm day. Like I, I remember <laughs> telling everybody, like, I remember apologizing to everyone in the car. Like, I'm sorry, I got your like got you all worked up. I thought this was going to be a massive day. And I mean, it, it and it really, I mean, it was a massive event, but still it right. did underperform in that way. And I was just like, I'm sorry I got everyone's like hopes up for you know about you know seeing like this massive thing happen because you know you just get jazzed up about a day like that because you think the I mean it looks like the end of the world's coming in uh, in a sense in Oklahoma and you just get this one storm and it was HP and I was just like this really wasn't what I planned on happening today yeah. it just didn't go according to plan and of course I mean obviously that tornado El Reno tornado became super historic and 
a yeah. lot of really bad things happen. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like coming out of that day, I just remember going, that's just no way to end this chase season. I remember thinking, I need to chase more. And then the season basically shut down for us after that. So, <laughs> so Chris, so- it just dawned on me that Duncan is the name of a town there in Oklahoma. Because yeah. I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> man, you go to the donut shop a lot. I do I tell you. so chris what kind of equipment do you have in your vehicles and what's like the number one thing you think every storm chaser should have when they chase uh the number one thing every storm chaser should have is common sense for sure (laughs) i I, I say that honestly like there are some situations where i see people just do do some things that are just it's like, come on, man, you, you, you know better. Or come on, woman. I mean, there are like what? Come on, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, no, I, I'm not going to name specific examples because Lord knows I'm just as guilty as some of them as everybody else. I just gave one really good example. So, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you see that uh, th- that's the big thing. It's just common sense. But the, as far as equipment, before I started doing TV chasing, I had a cell phone and a camera and my camera bag, and that's all I used, and, and paper maps. Nothing really changed for me in terms of how I started. I just had a cell phone where I used radar. So, <laughs> I mean, no, nothing has really changed in that regard. But uh, now that I work with the station, I have this big box that sends back uh, a very clean a- HD picture. I got antennas. I got stuff in the back to do that. I got an extra camera, a dash cam. So it, it's not much more. I mean, in the front, I, I tell people this because they always say, why don't you put a laptop up there? I like my the front of my vehicle being very clean. I don't like yeah. distractions. It's mm-hmm. me in the storm. I, I, I have everything I need here on the phone. If I if there's anything else that's necessary, the storm's going to tell me everything it's going to it's doing 10 to 15 minutes before the radar does. Like I can tell you, like, like there's many times I say, this storm's dead. We're leaving. And, uh, you know, people on the team, especially newer chasers who were taking along for a first time or something, they're like, are you talking about it? it looks right on radar? No, just trust me, it's dead. And, you know, two or three scans <laughs> later, it starts to shrink. And, you know, you just, well, I, I, after you, yeah. I, learning the visual cues of storms is just super important. And a lot of newer chasers, they're coming around to that, but they haven't really quite mastered it. There, a lot of people I notice who are newer to chasing, you know, they have their head buried like this into the phone. The whole chase it's like you got a beautiful storm here put the yeah, phone down yeah. it's telling you everything yeah. and that's that's a very that's where i'm very old school i guess i'm just like the storm's here trust me you got it that's <laughs> good it's really good so chris i want to talk a little bit about your uh yeah. your website that is a cool website mm-hmm. yes it uh, is yes. when when did it start and how long did it take you to get all the videos and how much of it is from oklahoma and all that Okay, I, I'll just give the I got the speech right here. Where's it at now? Okay. Uh, we, we started we started Tornado Titans in 2009, so we've been around a while, uh, eight years now. So it'll be yeah, eight years. Uh, and we did uh, we did our first web series season in 2010. We we're actually like one of the first web series out there, actually like official web series, like anywhere. And so we did that, and then uh, from there. Uh, we just kind of, I kind of had this crazy idea to do education in 2011 with Titan U. And we kind of did that. And we, after the 2013 tornadoes, that really inspired me to say, people really weren't prepared in a lot of instances. And, you know, even look back to 2011 with Joplin. And yeah. I just, I said, you know, we, we could totally, we have the material. We can put together these resources. It's super simple. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell people how to be informed, how to be prepared, how to shelter from severe weather. So we focus. Sounds, sounds like the bionic man. We yeah. have the we have the pieces. We have the technology. To put it back together. Yeah. Yeah, the technology. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at it in our video library. So we did that, and now uh, uh, we've done the Barracks Cage documentary, which is now on Amazon. 
And then going forward, uh, I want to do some stuff with virtual reality with education. I don't think the technology is quite there yet. I think the cameras suck in terms mm. of quality. <laughs> and I don't really want to like waste my time with that. So we're waiting for that to come along. Uh, another thing uh, we're doing is we're actually starting a new series. We're actually not doing a web series uh, going into the future. We're actually going to do an Amazon series. Oh, very cool. So, oh, wow, that's so, nice. uh, that's so awesome. Look, so looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun time. But uh, details TBA, actually, I think this might be the first time I've mentioned that publicly. Everyone else, Ooh. everyone on the Ooh. team knows. Yes. I, I so, but uh, yeah, we've... Yeah, so you know, we, we're just uh, we're focused on education. Uh, the series, the new series we're doing, will be kind of the thing I compare it to is like Jack Hanna's Animal Adventures. It'll be very similar. Mm -hmm. We try, we're going to try to focus on the adventure aspect of seeing extreme weather, but also the education. We want to try to take what we've done with Titan U and what we've done with the web series and kind of make them have a baby, and then that's going to be the. Same. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, Chris, if I like ever wanted to go storm chasing, do you give tours, or can somebody go with you? Uh, we do not take just anybody on uh, like with us, but but we do like like you know people like you guys. Yeah, I mean like like if someone from the public comes okay. up and says that I don't know, and they're like, hey, can I come storm chasing with you? I'm like, I don't know about that. But so we've taken uh, photographers, I've taken uh, fellow weather geeks, stuff like that. I mean that's okay. fine. But just uh, there there's instances where I'm okay with it. It's a uh, totally arbitrary totally a gut feeling thing because it's kind of like we're gonna be in a car for 10 hours so i gotta make sure we're gonna be able to not make this day miserable because the storm chasing yeah. above and beyond is going it's supposed to be enjoyable if i don't enjoy it there's something wrong right yeah, yeah. <laughs> are there cases of like deodorant and stuff you guys take with you or what <laughs> I, I i can't i can't speak to what's in the glove box i can't i could not tell you that we carry things like deodorant or Emodium or you know things like that. Can't tell, I can't roll tell you. Out the window. Uh, extra roll of toilet paper. I can't. Oh. Yes. But but, but what's the I one? Did. What's the one item you must have though? What's uh, the one food item. Oh, food item. Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, honestly, we, uh, honestly. Honestly, we're, we're sponsored by Red Bull. Not oh. really, but I joke like that. <laughs> Maybe uh, now. But, uh, but uh, totally uh, Subway. We're, we're sponsored by Subway, Red Bull and right. Subway. Yeah, totally. That's Subway. Uh, it's, I mean, because we, we eat out so much, and there's so many crappy like fast food restaurants, mm -hmm. but Subways are literally in every little small town in Oklahoma, so that's kind of how we stay healthy out there. We don't uh, we, we like to brag we're the healthiest storm chasing team. Okay, so basically you're going to get a lot of free subways from now on for saying that. And, uh, <laughs> we're going to have you uh, stick around for a little bit, but tell us, Chris, how can our listeners follow you on social media? Uh, just find uh, at Tornado Titans on every social network known to man. Not really, just <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram really at this point. And then Chris SNR on all the rest. So if you want to follow me individually, my own personal commentary, you're going to get sports, weather, maybe a little bit of politics, <laughs> pop culture. But if you want just weather at Tornado Titans, it's going to be your place. Awesome. We won't okay. tell if it's left or right. Just saying again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. So hey, time now for our lightning round. It's a speed round of fun questions for our guests. Now, Phil is like the man when it comes to this. So Phil, yeah. I, I pass the microphone baton to you. <laughs> All right. Well, I will gladly, uh, gladly take it for our lightning round. So uh, as a lot of people know, if you follow our show, our lightning round uh, has kind of become game show round, uh, but we still will call it lightning round for fun. But tonight, for the first time, we are actually going to play our Stormfront Freaks version of Family Feud. Nice. Yay! I love uh, Family Feud. Okay, so I want Steve Harvey here, though. Yeah. So let me. Oh, what? 
what? I'm sorry. You got <laughs> Bill, no, Bill is Steve Harvey. Can you guys see that? Come on. Bill, you're great. I don't, don't want to be Harvey. Steve Harvey. Let's go. I don't want to be Steve Harvey. All right. So let me let me go through the ground rules. So we're playing our version of Family Feud, which is going to be our Stormfront Freaks co-hosts um, against Chris. Our guest. That's a big family. Oh, that's terrible. I, I, I figured this, this would be the funnest and, and best way to do this. And so here's what we're going to do. We just have one question. Oh. Okay. So, so survey says it's one question. And it's uh, it, it has something to do because I know Chris apparently has – you have a couple pugs. Is that correct? That is true. That is true. Okay. So we, have a dog, at least we have a dog lover. Uh, so it has something to do with dogs. So I'll share this in a second. But what we're going to do is, this is Time Magazine's 18 Most Famous Dogs in Movie and Television. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So they have a list of the 18 most famous dogs in movie and television. You can't look on the internet, so stop cheating right now. Okay. okay? And, and what I'm going to do wait, wait. is I'm, I'm going to go back and forth. So I'm going to start <laughs> with Chris, and, and he can name one. And if he gets, you, you have three strikes. Who, whatever side gets three strikes... The fastest loses. Oh, crap. Okay. All right. Okay. And we're just okay. going to rattle through the 18 uh, dogs until one side gets three strikes. Okay. You got that? Uh, gotcha. Warning All to right. my team. I know the 18 most famous cats, not dogs. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we're not doing cats. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here we go. This is uh, the top 18 answers are on the board. Okay. Uh, Name Time Magazine's most famous dogs in movie and television. Chris, what's what's your first answer? Uh, Lassie, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Ooh, All right, nice. yes. Lassie, Lassie is one of them. All right, we're going to go over to the Stormfront Freaks and start with Jen. Oh, oh, God, I don't have one. Don't start with me. I've got one, too. It's the movie with Jennifer Aniston, and it, it was based on a book, too, and I can't think of the name Starts of the dog. With Starts with an M. I know, and I can't okay, think. She is going to help. That's, that's kind of okay. cheating. Sorry. Uh, that's totally uh, cheating. Right, that's totally cheating. It's Marmaduke. That's not the movie with Jennifer Aniston. No, no. Okay. That was Marmaduke. Uh, it does start with an M, but that does not. So, all right, so the freaks have one strike. Chris, oh, sorry, guys. You? Okay, the, right. you're thinking of uh, Marley. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's it. it. Ah, uh, that that is correct. It was Marley. Oh. All right, back over to the freaks. We're gonna go with Kim. Um, Scooby Doo. Ooh. Woo! All right. Scooby Doo. Yes. In the top eighteen. Yeah. All right, Chris. Back over to you. Famous dogs and movies in television. Beethoven. No. Uh, look Beethoven, at you. Beethoven. Beethoven. That is one. Oh. I had to look like on the ringer. list, so good job. No strikes. <laughs> no strikes. We're going back over to the freaks. Okay. Uh, Brady. Clifford, the big red dog. Oh, oh my God, God, yes. You know what? <laughs> what? That's bullcrap. That was my childhood. Oh, my gosh. There, there are the some door. childhood dogs, but Clifford actually did not make Time's top 18 dogs. That's sad. I loved Clifford. Oh my so that's gosh. two strikes for you guys. Oh, um, back over to Chris. Course. I would be remiss if I did not include this one. I'm not sure if it's on this list, but it is a famous dog in the Sanner household. 
We're going to go with Otis from Milo and Otis, the pug. From the movie Milo and Otis. That was a famous nice. one uh, for my kids for a while, too. So, all right. Good, good job. job uh, over to the freaks, Maz. Well, back from my teenage years, uh, Spuds McKenzie. All oh. right. And... Oh. Oh. <laughs> Alex that, from that Strohs. Would, that would be a no. What about Snoopy? And that is three. So let, I'll go through the Snoopy. list. So Chris, congratulations. Benji. 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 So Benji is on there. Yes. Who okay. else? Snoopy. Kim said Snoopy. Snoopy. Yep. Snoopy. Yep. I'm going to say. Dog. What about the Homeward Bound dogs, Chance and Shadow? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, what were the Jetsons' dogs' name? The Jetsons. Their dog was... Um, I can't remember, but he's not on there. How about Scrappy-Doo? Was Scrappy no. Yeah, no one likes Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, he was <laughs> a <laughs> Scrappy-Doo. Scooby was better. Rawr, yeah. okay. So let, let me go through them. Uh, the other ones are Toto from Wizard of Oz. Oh, Come oh on, gosh. Kid. How can we forget that? Oh. Those of you that are fans of Family Guy know Brian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there is Lady and the Tramp from Disney. Oh, yeah. oh. How about uh, I think Tom Hanks? Hooch. Tom Hanks movie Hooch. Turner yeah. and Hooch. Yep. <laughs> then there's the old classic. I'm drinking Hooch. Uh, Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin's on there, and Thanks. and Clifford isn't. What yeah. the heck? Sorry. Rin Tin Tin was uh, a yeah, German shepherd, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. All those were on my list of like in my head, except for the last one. Wow. Okay. How about how about all dogs That's go impressive. to heaven? Yeah, I had yes. that one too. Lady Charlie. and the Tramp. Uh, yeah, I've already said that one. Then there's uh, oh, okay. how about Little Rascals? You guys remember the dog from the yep. Little Rascals? Oh, Petey. Yeah. Yep. Petey. Yep. Petey. Uh, and then do you guys know the name of the dog from The Simpsons? No, oh, I don't know his name. No. Santa's no. little helper. Parky. Santa's little helper. Uh, oh, the last, yeah. the last three are uh, from Air Bud, Buddy. Mm -hmm. There's uh, the Taco Bell dog. <laughs> is named Gidget. The little Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And then the, the last one is from uh, the television show Frasier. Remember the dog from Frasier? Nope. No. 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 What's the name? Oh, God, no. really? Eddie. Oh, this is a biased way. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, all right. Yeah, I was surprised. Ones that weren't on there that I was surprised. Pluto from uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. Pluto. Old Yeller. Yes. That surprised me. Uh, the Target Dog, Bullseye, the Target Dog. Yeah. Uh, Spuds. How about Blue from Blue's Clues? Oh, mm -hmm. gosh. Brady's, oh, that's probably so Brady's awesome. favorite. That was going to be my second he choice. He was hanging out with that red dog of yours, Brady. I know. Guys, remember, remember the dog from Fox and the Hound? Disney's Fox and the Hound? Yep. Copper. Ooh. Little oh, copper. copper. I'm a hound dog. All right, let's talk about some cats no. now. I'm done with the dog. So congratulations, Chris. Thanks for playing with us, Good man. Good job, you Chris. Kill that. Good you job, Chris. He beat us. He sucked on that one. I know. He got like two right. I blame the list, man. This was crap. I don't know where you got that. <laughs> Time Magazine. Time Magazine. I would just, up. Oh, oh, yeah. Time Magazine. Okay, right, right. False, yeah, just, just using news. those alternative facts. Yep. Alternative oh, false yeah. news. I think <laughs> alternative facts. Chris That's was like, fake news from uh, Time. Fake it was news. like everybody's lifeline on That's every awesome. show, yeah. I think, right? <laughs> anyway. Hey, thanks for being such a good sport, Chris. 
having some fun with us. Hey, we're going to take uh, our first break. So those listening are going to hear Brady Storm School and our raw viewers get nothing but unedited blab. So we get to see what that means. All right. So we'll be right back with Chris and the team to discuss storm chasing tours and if there should be regulations and restrictions on their businesses. We'll be right back. This is Storm School, where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon, why they happen, where they happen, what causes them. Some topics we'll cover are things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot. Welcome to Storm School. Class is in session. Hello once again, guys. I'm Brady, and on this week's episode of Storm School, we're going to be talking about bomb cyclones, exactly where they form. Um, what they are, you know, some of you guys are probably like a bomb cyclone. That sounds a little bit crazy. It's, uh, you know, it, it is pretty, you know, it has some very severe impacts, um, but, you know, it's, it's pretty simple to define what it is. So I'll go ahead and do that right now. So a bomb cyclone is any low pressure system that drops 24 millibars in pressure, in central pressure, so that's the air pressure at the center of the storm, in 24 hours. Now, you know, that may not seem like a lot, um, but to give you, you know, an idea, um, usually low pressure systems um, are usually between, you know, 990 is a strong one um, up to, you know, 1,005. You get any higher than that and height, you get into the high pressure systems, which are usually, you know, 1,010 millibars up to 1,030. That's a strong one. So the range is relatively small of you know, these systems, what we usually see, now granted there can be exceptions, but, you know, 24 millibars is a lot, um, especially when you're talking about this kind of storm. So where do they form? Where do these bomb cyclones form at? Well, they usually form in areas basically, um, you know, along coastlines, especially the east coast is very susceptible uh, um, to bomb cyclones. They actually just got one this past uh, Thursday, um, February 8th and 9th, they got about a foot of snow across Boston and New York from what was called a bomb or what possibly will be called a bomb cyclone that the results are still to come in. But, um, you know, it forms along areas of the coast where, you know, relatively warm ocean water and cold air um, over land because water, you know, the water is usually warmer during the, during the winter because it holds on to heat more than the land. The land loses heat so that, um, you know, the land is usually colder during the winter so that sets up a very strong temperature gradient which sets up an area of low pressure over top of the ocean um, and then that area of low pressure starts to deepen and then what can happen is if an upper level disturbance say an upper level low pressure system um, comes over the area or basically if you look at the 500 millibar level if a dip in the jet stream um, you know an area of lower pressure um, dips over their area that can actually provide the needed um, uplift because if it's low pressure at the top of the atmosphere and low pressure at the bottom of the atmosphere that means air is going to rise throughout the atmosphere um, and form clouds form you know a strong low pressure system um, at the surface as well as the upper levels of the atmosphere so that's going to cause you know it to strengthen and eventually um, if if the upper level disturbance is strong enough and if the if there's a cold enough air mass in place over the land so that the surface there's a strong low pressure gradient um, based on you know there's a colder land and a warmer ocean 
then you can get some of these very, very, very strong storms to form. And they usually will ride right up the coast, right along that, that temperature gradient of, um, once again, warmer on the ocean and colder on the land. Um, and this can bring some very heavy snowfall, um, can bring some very heavy rain. It often occurs in the winter, especially on the East Coast. It can occur in hurricanes as well. Um, really any sort of low pressure system, um, but it's, it's, it's harder to occur um, you know, in just your normal average, you know, low pressure over, um, you know, the central United States over Ohio or any of those areas, because there's usually not that much of a strong temperature gradient because it's, you know, land it's, we're landlocked. So we're surrounded by land. So it's a lot rarer to do, but it has happened. And when it does happen, it causes blizzards. Um, it causes severe storms. Um, there were a couple, the tornadoes back in January down in Alabama and Georgia were actually caused by, um, I believe a bomb cyclone that bombed out pretty quickly. So when you hear a meteorologist say a bomb cyclone, it has nothing to do with explosions. It, well, it does. I mean, but but not actually any physical explosions. It's just necessarily a very uh, a low pressure system strengthening very, very, very rapidly. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And now let's get back to the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Okay. Hey, so can you believe it's been 20 years since the movie Twister? No, I know. Of course, Twister made storm chasing a super popular phenomenon, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So what do we think about this? Chasing tours, they're popping up all over the plains. Should there be regulations, licensing, you know, on these tours to help prevent chaser traffic or just, you know, the safety or people should, should we have, what should we have? You guys tell us. That's a great question. Um, I actually am a fan of the tours, but I think there's a lot of just other people on the roads that are amateurs, maybe don't know exactly what they're doing, that pose more of a threat to some um, chasers. Like some individual chasers are educated, they know what they're doing, and same with you know tornado tours or storm chasing tours, where sometimes they're they aren't as smart. I remember chasing with Mississippi State back uh, around 2008, I believe, and we were, we were, you know, pushing the speed limit pretty good, about like 80, 90 miles an hour trying mm-hmm. to get to a storm, which I do not <laughs> recommend for anyone, but it was crazy because there was an Italian chase group in a van that passed us on the road to get to the storm. Oh my we were gosh. already wow. going over the speed limit, so we were like, holy crappers like who the hell are they do they even know what they're doing because i mean yeah you get tornadoes in italy but it's not the same thing so it's a tough situation because it weather is fascinating the population is continuously growing so you you know you're gonna have more and more weather fans anyway and then with the movie coming out i i think it's just it grew everyone's fascination Mm -hmm. even more it's just hard because how do you regulate like are police just going to stop and you need like a certification to chase um but i do think the chasing tours are probably more safer than just random people going out but people need to do their own research you know before they actually choose a chasing group like i would want to go with chris but Mm -hmm. you know or or some other well-established chasing group but i wouldn't pick just any i wouldn't pick that italian chase group you know, yeah, how do you know? Like, how do you know they're good? I mean, that would be well, like if yeah. you're Joe Schmo going out there and you find somebody on the internet, you don't know. But if they are licensed yeah. or they have some kind of 
something at least then you know they're it's like finding a contractor they're licensed they're bonded that's yeah that's true well apparently there's a there's a website called storm chasers usa and that actually ranks in um, all these um, tornado tours and tells you the feedback tells you it gives them a grade and um, let people comment on which one's the best one so that's how big this has gotten i mean there's a website that you can go to to find out about each one of these tornado tours is one of the categories how many of them like went to the left side of the storm <laughs> it will be after oh, our my. podcast yes <laughs> sorry chris but yeah i agree you know i think i think you know when you're talking about chasing whenever you involve people other than just you and your group of friends I yeah. think, you know, there, there's got to be some sort of official regulating system that can, you know, these people need to get licenses if they have other people's lives in their hands. And other people's lives who probably don't necessarily know all, you know, a lot about the weather, which makes it even more dangerous because, yeah. you know, they have no idea then if the people that are taking them on the chase actually know what they're doing. Exactly. So, and if it, you're paying you know, them. If you're paying them, you know, you, so there's, there's got to be, you know, you know, the, the tornado, uh, USA.com sounds great, but I think it's gotta be a little bit more official where they actually can't take money from people, you know, for tours, unless it's, you know, unless they're licensed or unless they're trained properly, because it can get really dangerous really quickly, I think. And then who decides who is, you know, worthy and who like, you know, is it right. the American Meteorological Society? Like who, who does it? Yeah, do they get the seal of approval from yeah. the yeah. AMS or NWS? Right. Yeah. 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 Good question. Because there are some people that, like, just like yeah. Chris, that, you know, maybe don't necessarily have a meteorology degree, but are extremely, you know, educated exactly, and know yeah. exactly what they're doing. So then that's going to run into issues, too. It, it's a very tricky thing. And I'm not honestly sure how they would even go about doing it, but it's almost like, you know, you got to take your life and responsibility into your own hands and they protect themselves for sure. Those chasing groups, they have you sign those waivers. Yeah. They have those lawyers write mm -hmm. those up. So they are not in any They're legal trouble. Mm -hmm. Almost, yeah. you know, either going to that website that Kim mentioned or just looking at reviews and seeing how safe people felt, you know, what was it a well-educated thing. But then again, it's just a risk that you're taking and storm chasing is a risk in itself. So what about, what about the other side where you have the ethics yeah. side of things and you've got, you know, it, things become, I think chasing can become more sensationalistic where it isn't just the storms and the skies, which is what I think all of us diehards are really into, but you start to get more into what actually happened to the people. So now you almost become the news stations and there was there was an instance, and I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was like in Nebraska or something, where um, somebody who was chasing was taking video of like a five year old uh, young child that had died in this situation, and they're oh God. airing something on the, you know where where who's there to be like, dude, that's yeah. not that was the Pilger tornado, Pilger tornado, Nebraska, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So who's there to police that, and 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 there should there be somebody for that, you know? Chris, I what do you think? What, what's your opinion on that? Should should people get like licenses or, you know, what's your experience with some of those storm chasers? You know, are there people that are taking other people that shouldn't be taking other people out? You know, what what have you seen in your field? The big thing with storm chasing tours, first off, I'm very pro tours in terms of having them because first off, they, you know, people are inexperienced. That's going to give them a great outlet to learn. I mean, that's yeah. that's great. 
you, I think, you know, from a policy standpoint, if you're talking like political, like how could you regulate this? Uh, for instance, I'll give you a way out there example, but it kind of holds true. In Oklahoma, you got to pay a $5,000 bond and carry a million dollar insurance policy if you want to oh. run a professional wrestling federation. Interesting. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I mean, you know what wow. I'm saying? Like, you yeah. got to pay $5,000 yeah. just to operate every year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. not crazy for a state to regulate commercial businesses. I think... Uh, you know, you got to run into what's a storm chasing tour, all that in terms of policy. That's a tough, that's a tough uh, discussion to have. Uh, but is, yeah. I, mostly from what I've seen, just from a guy who just watches these, the guys who are good, the guys who are insured, uh, who take care of their guests, who are, you know, very official, they give a great customer experience, they stick around a while. The guys who don't, who aren't official, who are terrible, they either never get bookings or they just kind of fade away after no one comes back. Most yeah. of the Storm yeah. Chase tour companies, a big chunk of their business, I'm not going to quote anybody's official figures or anything, but I know many of them, like half of their customers are return customers because wow. they offer such a great experience wow. that they come back. And, and so there's a lot of great people yeah. out there doing that. Uh, in terms of like from a chase uh, perspective, in terms of the ethics of it and that sort of thing, uh, that particular instance, you know, if you're acting as a journalist, you know what the ethics are of what you can and cannot show. Like I, I went to school for journalism and there are some things you should and should not show. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, we go back to the whole thing I talked about earlier, common sense. You gotta have common sense even when you're talking about how are you reacting on camera first off? Are you sitting there clapping as a tornado goes through a town? You're gonna be perceived as a monster, as yeah. an idiot. I mean, that's because I mean, no one's you lose you, your job. Yeah, yeah. You should not be happy about that. Like, if you are, you've got a problem inside of you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody loves a tornado out in the open field doing nothing. I mean, I mean, yeah. I do. I, I love yeah. that. But yeah. I, I sure. love super. I love supercells out in the middle of nowhere. But I get a pit in my stomach every time. You know, this thing's coming toward a town. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to the storm chase tours, you know that voyeurism. Some people make a big deal out of that, but. I would say in terms of that, personally, I don't, I don't think there's a huge problem with that because I would rather somebody be with somebody experienced and doing that yeah, and, and, take, and take, and take, and there's also less cars on the road. Although I personally think traffic peaked sometime like two or three years ago and hasn't been nearly as bad the last two or three years. It's uh, been quieter season now. Yeah, seasons. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's been quieter. And, and I think the targets have been more spread out too, but at the yeah. same time, it just feels like, it's plateaued at best. I mean, it hasn't really grown the last few years. You feel definitely feel it's kind of calmed. But at the same time, I mean, yeah. tours do take cars off the road, but they also you have to you have to run that middle ground from a policy perspective. Some one of these tours is going to end up doing something really dumb. Yeah. And, yeah. It's and it's going to be a very bad deal. And I hope I would hope we have something in place before that happens than after. So yeah. Chris, when uh, yeah. when you go on chasings or with tours or just by yourself, are there many wrestling matches that break out? Do you actually <laughs> need insurance for uh, uh, with, within within the <laughs> Yes, outside Ooh. I can't comment, but within That's the awesome. time, definitely. I, I can't mean, I can't comment on some of the things that are said to each other and the steel chairs that are pulled out from underneath the car. I don't even know where those things come from. I know it. <laughs> debris, oh, it's debris. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, hey, tell us what you think, guys. Uh, you can comment by emailing us at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or comment on our Facebook page, Stormfront Freaks Podcast, or Twitter account mm -hmm. at Stormfront Freak. 
Phil, there's got to be a way we can just make that easier because it's each time I'm like, there's an S, there's not yeah, an it's S. You get over it. Twitter only lets you have so many Come characters. On, guys. <laughs> we didn't trademark <laughs> that. Is that the deal? I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So hey, we're gonna take our final break. So uh, listen, to how you can win a My Radar app T-shirt, and when we come back, it's time oh. for Weather Fools and Weather Resources. I know. So stick around. I'm Kelly Williamson, and you're watching the Stormfront Freaks podcast. All right, folks, it's contest time again here on the Stormfront Freaks podcast. We want you to enter to win one of the My Radar app t-shirts we're giving away by leaving us a review on iTunes. That's right, search Stormfront Freaks and you'll find us. And leave your Twitter handle in the review so we can contact you if you win. Once again, enter to win a My Radar app t-shirt by leaving us a review on iTunes and leave your Twitter handle so that we can contact you if you win. Leave your review by February 22nd, 2017 to be eligible for the drawing. Good luck. Now back to the podcast. All right, welcome back from the break. Boy, if you saw us on the break, we found out Dina is starting her own storm chasing and daycare combo. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We'll let you know the I'm rates later. But that's a different episode. Yeah. All right. Hey, Brady, you're going to take us through Weather Fools? Yep, guys. Let's take a look at this week's uh, Weather Fools. Uh, basically, Weather Fools, if you first time joining us tonight, is we look at um, some things that have happened in the news, some things that have happened um, regarding weather um, and people that might have done some not so smart things um, in the past week or two. Let's kick it off. Dina, who is your weather fool this week? Okay, I'm going to put this up and share my screen. All right, so this is a KU TV reporter, and I give her credit, but oh. all right, so she's standing there. And she's about to do this video with this like ski instructor and watch this right here because look at watch. She's about to. Oh, oh, there she goes. oh no. That's so <laughs> scary. Oh, did she pass out? She passes no. out. Um, they're but, live and they're still live. And they're still, but I give her credit. She, it might be a weather fool, but I give her the weather rebound because well, she got rebound. up. That was clever. <laughs> she got back up and she finished it. But this poor guy, you know, that she was interviewing kind of like just gets down on his knees to check on her and she keeps going. Yeah. She's <laughs> holding the mic out. But, you know, like does he, if you've ever heard... does he have skis on too? Yeah. Is he, he proposing? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> but it looked oh like the guy goodness. in the green jacket started laughing. But like if you've ever fainted, like that whole moment where you're like, oh my God, oh my God, boom, you're done. I did it when my wife was having her first baby. Um, <laughs> when she was having her, what, what's the uh, when having they her give, first baby? <laughs> yeah, when they were. What's that? What's that? Uh, they put in your back to yes. kill the pain. Oh, epidural. epidural. Oh, epidural. Yeah, when she had her, when she had her epidural, I lost it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, god. Oh, god. Is it really that don't, bad? Phil, don't share your screen. <laughs> Don't share your screen, Phil. Yeah, don't, don't share don't your screen. Don't have video of that. <laughs> but I mean, All right, cool. she at least she finishes it. So, you know. Good for but her. But I give her yeah, credit. Yeah, but it was awesome. so funny. She's a trooper. So funny. 
That was a good. That, we might have to start a weather rebound section when when you come back the from being rebound. a fool. Yeah, you rebound, <laughs> right? I like that. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Exactly. Oh yeah. That's right. Kim, at first, at first I Kim thought she was like sliding back on her on her skis. You know that she the skis were coming out from underneath her. But wow, you can tell by the look on her yeah. face. She just went. She was bored to death with that guy. <laughs> right, I, remember, I remember my first beer. <laughs> oh okay, let's see if God. I can do this, you guys. Okay, so let me see. Let me Is click on this. And then, okay, this is, um, go over here. Okay, can you see it? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, share. It should be. I thought I did. Let's see here. It's next to the sunny button, the share. Button. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, there it is. There you go. There go. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Right. Okay, there so okay. so this guy's now. This is. Oh. Look at this. Oh. Whoa. Watch. Here comes some more. Oh. Look how so fast this guy's going. So explain oh. what happens to those that are listening and not watching. Yeah. Okay, we have cars. It's it was that pile up. This was back actually. This was last year. This is 2015. Whoa. It was that pile up that um, there was one person that was killed. This is in Michigan, mm -hmm. and the weather conditions. It was like 12 degrees with winds gusting to 45 miles per hour. There's a travel um, advisory, and people just were not paying attention. They were going extremely fast in whiteout conditions, and that's what happened. You know, they just weren't. They, wow. I don't know what they were thinking, you know, and, and, you know, it was horrible. There was a close to 200 vehicles and over 70 of them Jeez. were some. So it was a horrible, horrible thing that happened, but it just surprised me when I saw how fast those cars were going in those types yeah. of conditions. And apparently they even wanted to up the speed limit on that interstate to 80 miles an hour. Like, I wonder if that was, if it was like lake effect or, or something like that. Cause it just wouldn't make sense by people are just being And I wondered about that too. That's why I looked up, you know, what was going on that day. They had West winds. Um, so they're right in the middle of Michigan, right along interstate yeah. 94. So it's like, well, I guess it could possibly could have been something like that, but uh, extremely strong winds at the same time, but there was travel advisories yeah. out. So, and, and these yeah, were, so these, people should have known now. They should have known. And these semis were carrying a lot of, you know, one was carrying fireworks and it actually caught fire and fireworks were exploding. I remember everywhere. that. <laughs> I remember oh, that. Oh my God. And that was wild. Yeah. That was so and wild. another one wow. had some kind of acid in it. So it was bad. Wow. But, you know, wow. just remember, you know, conditions, anytime it's snowing, you've got to slow it down, no matter what yeah. visibility is at that moment. You just, especially up around the Great Lakes, you're absolutely right. You don't yeah. know. Absolutely. Well, cool. Thanks, Kim. All right, sure. Phil, uh, what's your weather fool this week? All right, my weather fool. I think, Kim, I need, there you go. I need you to stop sharing okay. your screen. <laughs> uh, my weather fool, actually, uh, just recently here, um, these past couple days, uh, there were some tornadoes that went through down in the southeast and hit uh, the Louisiana and New Orleans area. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot yeah. because it was highly populated in the uh, New Orleans east uh, section, highly populated area. So I knew there was going to be lots of video coming in from there. And my weather fool, because there's lots of, of dumb videos and pictures uh, coming in through there. My weather fool is actually a picture on Twitter 
um, of some storm damage. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. And here, here's the issue. Here's here's the weather fool. You see what you see what fell down there is a oh, power, a power pole. Oh my god! And there's yeah. lines, power lines all over the place. And if you look off to the left, there's a couple guys just hanging around by this transmission shop, right <laughs> under the down power lines, just kind of hanging around. <laughs> Looking at the damage, you know, thinking, ah, oh those my. lines are still about two feet above my head. I think I'm going to be okay. Wow. Uh, That's scary. That's very scary. Uh, yeah. So, so, so my weather fools are the people that just maybe don't know how to be careful when there's damage like that. You don't go walking around uh, down power lines. Wow. You know, don't uh, don't be taking videos, uh, you know, right by the tornado and you could get smacked by debris. I can't tell you how many mm -hmm. videos I saw, obviously. Nice. Like that as and well. look, it looks like they're standing in a puddle, so it makes it even better. Yeah, yeah it makes it even better. All right, we'll wrap things up with my storm uh, or my weather fool this week. So my weather fool is good old Puxatawney Phil. Uh, for, for, for the, for good reason because you know I, I looked up a stat he's right 39 percent of the time I mean, if you think about it it's either a you know a six weeks or a not a six weeks so it's a 50 percent chance of being right and he's less than half he literally <laughs> he, he has less, less than 50 percent accuracy so actually you'd be better with what he doesn't say so if he says you're gonna have a winner more you're often the than not you're going to have a shorter winner so that's, that's my wonderful this week you know pucks okay. Brady, so jen i, I know there. you were there so how was that it was awesome it was so cool so i was up there for the weather channel coverage and it was amazing they have it's a huge massive party you get no sleep like wednesday night into thursday i like, like that oh my god the inner circle has this like big banquet but the cool thing is it's such a small town that they have it in the high school cafeteria but, um, <laughs> oh but john gosh. john ratzenberger is of a cliff from cliff clavin the guy who played cliff clavin on cheers was there oh um, gosh and it was every so voice on the move in the movies right yeah yeah and he was he was great he was awesome but it was so much fun. The inner circle guys are hilarious. They're great. They're wonderful. They're all like dentists or doctors or whatever around town. <laughs> and like they literally like Phil has his own dancers. They're called Philettes. And they literally like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, and, but but it, it's just so much fun. It is like a wild, fun time party. But I, I was exhausted. You're exhausted after it. But Cause Jen, I gotta ask, do they even let Phil attempt to go back in? Because it seems like he walks out and they grab him. So they basically, yeah, they do. They do grab him. They put him on top of his little burrow and they've got the two scrolls, one with winter and spring. And basically he just points to whichever one it is. Uh, and then that's what happens. Oh, Cause it seemed oh, like they oh. just picked him up and said, <laughs> six more weeks. Now it's I science. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's a fun, it's like, quirky little it is, thing. It is fun. Um, it is fun. Yeah, I know. agree. And the town, they're, they are the nicest people in the world in that town. Like, it's incredible. I mean, you should definitely experience it at least once because I think it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you can oh, really awesome. forecast the weather there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I didn't realize I was being so snitty. I'm sorry about that. Hey, I heard I know, that it's nice. pretty upsetting. <laughs> I heard the hotels there were more expensive like, than the Super Bowl in Houston. 
Is that right? The hotel is more expensive there? There's only I one see. hotel in town, oh, and then surrounding <laughs> towns have hotels. So we stayed with host families. Oh, gosh. No, yeah. And they were amazing. They were awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's is that an Airbnb cool. or what? Uh, yeah, basically an Airbnb, yeah. but it, it's we didn't go through Airbnb. It was just you know people who love the Weather Channel, and they yeah. just invited us into their home. So it was easier than driving through like the mountainous terrain, and it was bad weather too, and the roads were kind of slick. So it's better than driving 20, 30 minutes away. Sure. For awesome. fun, 20, 30 minutes awesome, away. Awesome, awesome. It All was right, good. Well, Jen, I think you should bring us up to speed on weather resources. All right, weather resources. Those of you who don't know what weather resources are, this segment is. It's basically an awesome segment where we talk about some of our favorite weather resources that we love to check every now and again, or maybe even on a daily basis. It could be an app, it could be a website, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and we usually have some really good ones as well. So I'm probably going to kick it off with Dina again. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to show you mine. Let me share my screen here. Um, what did she just say? You're going to do what? I'm going to share my screen. screen. Oh, okay. What did you okay. say before that? I'm going to show you mine. I'm going to show you mine, and ah. I'm like, uh, oh, I was I'm on, guys. Just go. Can we just go one episode where my <laughs> grandma can watch the whole thing before <laughs> you can turn it off? Just I've one. That's all I'm asking. We're pretty sure Randy, we need your grandma it. on here. We need your girl. It'll be one where Dina's not on. Oh, you don't want her on here. <laughs> but I'm me. not drinking moonshine. She'd, she'd be going right of the bush all night long. <laughs> oh, that's the, awesome. <laughs> all right. Mine is Unisys weather. Um, I've used this quite a bit, and there's a ton of stuff on here. You've got um, your, you know, if you go to the home, you got you can look at satellite, you can look at forecasts and models, you've got um, surface data, upper air data. But I will admit that the thing I look at the most that I come here for is hurricane data. Mm -hmm. And you can look at seasons, you know, back and it'll give you all the tracks. It'll give you like the strongest, you know, it'll give you the, um, the intensities, the strongest intensities of these storms. But what's nice is like you can even go back all the way to 1851. So when you're doing research or somebody says, hey, can you look up how many hurricanes there's been in the Gulf or something in in recorded history or something. This is where I would go. I go to this all the time. So um, this is really good. It, it's got a lot to it, but I admit I go to the tropical part of this more, but yeah. I do like um, some of the models. Like, like if I look at the GFS model, I can click on it and it's nice because I get the four panel one. So mm -hmm. if you want to geek out, you can look at like here's zero Z and 12 Z, which is like at night and in the morning and then at night, the next night and in the morning, the next night. So I really like this one, Unisys weather. Uh, that's the one uh, we'll put it on our website. So um, you could see it and try it out. That's nice. It. I like it, Dina. Thanks. Uh, Kim, what do you got? What do I have? Well, I have one that let me see if I can share this. And it's called Jetstream. Can you see it? No, mm. I didn't share. Hit share. Hang on a second. Okay. Is this a top Obviously secret government site? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Is it there? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yes. You see it? Okay. Yes. All right. So this one, this one is really great 
for well anybody, but to me, it's almost like going through weather school again, or you know, when I was in the Air Force or some classes that you took. And it's actually an online school for weather, as you can see. But it has all kinds of, you know, you can go down here and click on any of these and learn about anyone that you want. And um, like if you click on thunderstorms, you you will see, you know, this right here. Let me scroll down. Okay. You're giving and, Brady ideas, by the way. <laughs> I am. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, yeah, this is, I'm serious, guys. This is really, this is really good stuff. Yeah. So I came across this and I thought for kids or somebody in high school who really wants, you know, to learn about weather can go to this uh, website and I'm having a hard time with this. Um, there we go. No, that's good. I'm going to go home and want to show you, there was something on here I want to show you guys. This one, I guess I am home. There we go. The lesson plan overview, which is really cool because this one you can actually, you know, you've got kids who are interested in weather. You're going to a school to talk about weather. You can actually come up with little um, lesson plans to go in there and ask them about certain things. So you could talk about the atmosphere. You can go down and you'll have something about global circulations, oh, clouds, that's a good idea. Upper air charts. Um, you click on that and it gives you ideas of, of how you can test kids in school. So it's really, it's for educators. Um, it's for, you know, um, weather amateurs. It's for anybody who wants a little refresher course, I think, and in weather and all about the atmosphere. So it's a little technical here and there, but I think overall it is a great website from the National Weather Service. I love it. Oh, that's what's, awesome. the, uh, what's the web address for that? It's, it's www.srh.noaa.gov slash jetstream. Okay, cool. Nice. Okay. That's great, Kim. It's a good one. Could have used that like a thousand school visits ago. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yes. Rip. Okay, it was, it's Nebraska. <laughs> All right. I'm going to share my screen because I think everyone else is – uh, does anybody else have one? No. 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 no, no. Brady, you are awesome, sorry. buddy. I didn't Brady, mean to be so I'm savage. So I was. I was. That was so much more savage than I wanted it to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Do you see bit. my screen? Yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Do you see? Uh, okay. So mine is. Oops. Mine is uh, tropical tidbits. So you may think, oh, okay, you know, this is just for the tropics, hurricane season, but there's a lot more on here than just that. But during the tropical season, this is a great place to go because they've got updates on just, I mean, every single storm, tropical storm um, around the earth. And it's fantastic. You can look at tracks for the recon, um, current storm information when there are, you know, active storms. Again, the recon, but one of the things that's really cool about this site are the forecast models and how it's laid out. I, I really like I love the, this. Yeah, I love the layout mm -hmm. of it. I just feel yep. like it's really clean. Um, there are a yes. lot of websites like this where you can, you know, look at the different computer models, but this is one of the ones that, I don't know, it's just, it's big, it's it's easy to see, and, and you can go through each of the hours, pick them out. You can play it if you want to. Um, I mean, we've got climate. You can do all sorts of stuff on here. So even though it's a it says tropical tidbits, um, there's so much more on here for you to even discover. So it's one of my awesome. uh, favorite. I love that. So, I bookmark yeah. that. It's, it comes up every morning on yeah, my bookmarks. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, so that's mine. It's tropicaltidbits.com. That's a great website. Awesome. All right, is that it for our resources? I think so. All right. 
All right, so if anybody missed yeah. where that was, what was that middle thing? Where was the dot? All that stuff. Hey, we're going to have all that uh, posted on our show notes located at stormfrontfreaks.com. All right, so Phil, I know we had uh, a whole bunch of people playing along with us for the, uh, uh, what was that, Family Feud? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. So, so any comments from listeners, viewers? Yeah, Love yeah, there were yeah, of, of the folks that were on our live chat uh, tonight, uh, a bunch of the number of comments. Someone brought up the fact that they wish Twister Two would be coming out soon. Um, oh yeah, that, that actually came from one of our viewers tonight. Was a former guest. If you guys remember uh, Reed Stowe. Oh yeah. Uh, Reed oh, yeah. was yeah, Reed. in episode eleven. He was from Rex Game Studios, and mm, they're yep. the ones working on that Storm Quest, Storm Chasing yeah, video yeah. game. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and mm. yeah, and so he he was actually on tonight with a number of comments. He was also talking <laughs> about these the tours and and talking about regulations of tours. He, he thought it'd be hard to enforce those tours who would do it. He says emergency crews are too focused on the needs of others that are in danger to try and enforce whether or not a tour is licensed or anything like that and yeah. um so some good good comments there. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. That's awesome. That it? Cool. Uh, that's yeah. That's it for the most part. We covered a couple okay. of questions. There's a free T-shirt. Tell us about the free T-shirt, Phil. Well, yes. just a reminder: we, we will. Uh, if you listen to our audio podcast, which should be available uh, either Sunday night or at the latest Monday morning, and we're on iTunes, Google Play, all the other popular uh, podcast apps. Uh, but we will have the details on how to earn the shirt. But we have a number of these actually. MyRadar.com uh, t-shirts to hand out. Uh, so we'll have a number of those. We'll tell you if you listen to our audio podcast, we'll tell you how you can enter to win one of those. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. cool. I want one. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then take a picture with you wearing it, whoever wins it. I want to see a picture of somebody wearing it. Yes, yeah. tag us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With pants on, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna show us theirs. That's I don't know, she started it. That's all I'm saying. Unbelievable. <laughs> or just tag. Yeah, we digress pretty kidding. quickly there. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast and Stormfront Freaks Raw. Hey, thanks for listening and watching and staying with us. Right. If you yeah. enjoy the show, hey, we'd love to hear it from you. If you leave a viewer comment on iTunes, uh, if you like us. If you don't, then just forget all about it. All right. So special <laughs> thanks to our guest, Chris Sanner. He was awesome tonight. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was fantastic. Backwards awesome. baseball cap. Just mm -hmm. very yeah. sporty. I love that one. He's a trendsetter. Very, right. very, yes. Very good. Plus, he knew like every dog in the world, didn't he? I know. He did. <laughs> he, did. Yeah, right. he picked our Every plot. dog that was on my list, too. It was almost like he had the list. Hmm. Bill? <laughs> yeah. Bill? I think he knows Maybe? the name of the dog know. that bit me in third grade, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rocky. Hey, our next episode is in two weeks on February 23rd at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be with emergency preparedness and disaster management specialist, Dr. Laura Myers. So go to stormfrontfreaks.com if you'd like to watch it live. So for Phil, Brady, Dina, I'm going to show you mine. Jen, <laughs> yes. Kim, and yes. Maz, I'm signaling the all clear, y'all. So we'll catch you mm. next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search the Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com, providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices. Zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.